0: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The late night podcast and another week begins here on Locked On Lions and the Locked On Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Matt Derry with you on a Sunday, July 16th and a Monday, July 17th. A new week of Lions-only content right here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are listening on AudioBoom.com and certainly on iTunes. If you subscribe to the podcast or you're on iTunes and you found the podcast, thank you very much for listening. And hope you had a good weekend. We are getting inching closer. Two weeks from tomorrow to the start of Lions training camp. I think Jim Caldwell will hold his usual Sunday uh, late afternoon or early afternoon press conference, kind of a beginning of training camp presser, and the team will be on the field. Uh, in the three, uh, I think, at three o'clock, three thirty on Monday. July 31st, two weeks away from training camp. Still some questions to be asked. What, what about health of certain guys? Will a guy like Anquan Bolden come back and sign late? Who will be healthy, like I said? And uh, will Matthew Stafford's contract and a new contract be completed by July 31st. A lot of those questions certainly uh, to be asked and answered. You want to tweet to me? You can. Uh, we're on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and also check out the comment section on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. We always post the podcast on there, and then we've got uh, the comment section for you to comment on as well. All right, coming up tonight, uh, i got to give a quick shout-out to a former Lion. We will do that first, and then a list of that I think Lions fans will not be very happy about, that the Lions have landed on. And it comes from uh, CBSSports.com. We'll tell you about that coming up momentarily. Got to give a shout-out and got to say happy birthday, a happy 49th birthday to Barry Sanders. All right, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest Lions, if not the greatest Lion of all time, 10-time All-Pro, 10-time Pro Bowler, MVP in nineteen ninety seven, career rushing yards fifteen thousand two hundred and sixty nine. Is it kind of crazy that Barry Sanders turns forty nine years old today? Fantastic. Barry Sanders, you know, arguably the greatest running back of all time. Turned forty-nine today. Is that it, it makes us sound like you know, makes it sound like it makes us feel old, doesn't it? That Barry's forty nine. But uh, that's, that's where he's at. It's kind of crazy to think. And, you know, to think about, you know, on, on Barry Sanders' day and on his birthday, to think, and I don't want to sit here and just start picking on the Lions and go, oh, man, what a wasted talent. But if you think about it and you see him now and you kind of recollect and you kind of reminisce about, um, you know, all the things that Barry Sanders did and just how fantastic he was, and what a great football player he was, he, you start to think about you know, the, 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 countless missed opportunities, absolutely, and the fact that he was just so good, and, and the Lions just could only win one playoff game with him there. You know, that's what, what what bugs you, is that he was just an absolute freak of nature, and as for somebody that didn't grow up here and then got to see Barry late in his career, uh, and covered him a little bit. Dude is absolutely remarkable. What what he was able to do, and I'm glad that he's in the good graces again of the Detroit Lions, because that that would really that would just put a damper on everything, wouldn't it? If Barry was still not around, and he was, you know, um, you know, just you know. Ostracized by the organization. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he, he he's you know announcing draft picks for the Lions, coming back for all the all the uh, reunions and everything else. What what a special special player. 49 years old, Barry Sanders today. So a happy 49th birthday, certainly. Two number 20. All right, um, let me get into this. This was a list that I saw uh, last week on Friday, and I want to wait and, and bust this out. CBSSports.com, and obviously we're, we're in the silly season where we're waiting for training camps to start. Sean Wagner Magoo, who uh, is a writer of Mago, G- M-C-G-O-U-G-H, McGuff, I don't know. Sean Wagner is what I'm going to call him. Sean Wagner wrote a column, 2018 NFL Draft ranking the 10 teams with the best chance to get the number one pick. So basically they're looking at the possibilities for the 2017 World Worst team. And Wagner uh, labeled the teams in three different tiers. Okay, the tier one teams are the worst teams that he that he feels are the favorites to land the number one overall pick. So, number one, the San Francisco, or number three, the San Francisco 49ers, number two, the LA Rams, and number one, the New York Jets. Josh McCown, a quarterback, Christian Hackenberg, all that stuff. The Jets. He believes, this Sean Wagner guy, the Jets have the best chance to get the number one overall pick. Then the Rams, then the 49ers. Those are the favorites. His tier two teams are a convincing case can be made. Cleveland Browns, number four. Number five, Chicago Bears, right there in the NFC North with the Lions. Number six, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now his tier three teams, where he's got four teams in this tier. The surprising long shots, seven Detroit Lions, eight Cleveland Browns via the Houston Texans. So he basically gives the Browns two chances to get the pick based on having two of those picks. Buffalo at number nine and uh, the Washington Redskins number 10. So, if the Texans have the worst record in football, they would be screwed because they shipped their 2018 first-round pick to the Browns to take to get Deshaun Watson, all this stuff. They moved up, they traded a first-rounder to get Watson last year. All right, so let's go back to the surprising long shots, tier 3, and the Detroit Lions. How are the Detroit Lions on this list after being a playoff team last year and winning 9 football games? Here's what Sean Wagner writes. The Lions were a bad football team in disguise last year. Don't let their payroll appearance fool you, or their playoff appearance fool you. Their Pythagorean win total, 7.7. 7. Their estimated win total, calculated by football outsiders, 4.9. The Lions got to nine wins due to their ability to win close games, posting an 8-5 and five record in one-score contest. But that's more of a function, more so a function of luck than skill, meaning it's unlikely the Lions will win 62% of their one-score games again. Matthew Stafford was thought to be an MVP-caliber player, but that's simply not true. His value was inflated due to his ability to engineer late-game drives. He even broke a single-season record for the most fourth-quarter comeback set by Peyton Manning. But as I noted at the time, that's not necessarily the sign of a great quarterback. After all, there was a reason the Lions were facing so many fourth-quarter deficits. They weren't a great team. Good teams would have beaten teams like the Bears, Rams, and Jaguars easily. In four games against those foes, the Lions' point differential was plus 10. The Lions are not a great football team, Wagner continues. They're a lucky team with a good, not great quarterback. And they reside in the tough NFC North. A decline is coming. The only question is, how far will they fall? I'm pessimistic that they'll fall all the way to the worst in the league. That's why they check in at number seven on the list. End quote. And again, that comes from... Sean Wagner, who is uh, at Sean, S-E-A-N-J Wagner on Twitter. Sean Wagner writing this article. All right, so let me give you my thoughts on this. First of all, I think this is ridiculous. And I don't believe that the fans also feel this way either. Now, I don't think the fans are as... um, They were very pessimistic. You guys were extremely pessimistic last year, going into last season. You felt like Caldwell was in trouble. The new GM came in. We'll see how he drafts. No Calvin Johnson. Uh, Second year without Sue. You know, this is going to be... Last year was probably not going to be a great year for the team. And they surprised a lot of people going 9-7. I think more people are optimistic about this season. And I'll tell you why in a second. want to remind you, though, you're listening to Locked On Lions and Locked On Podcast Network. The Locked On Podcast Network is the... Fastest growing sports podcast network in the country. What do we have? Locked on NFL with Matt Williamson, on NBA that David Lock does, and all the teams are represented on Lockdown. So if you're an Oakland Raider fan, Lockdown Raiders is there. If you're a Utah Jazz fan or a Pistons fan, on Jazz, Lockdown Pistons are there. All right, so check out Lockdown Pistons as well with Duncan, who does a great job with that. Dan Feldman, the crew at Locked On Pistons, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Not just locked on lines, we have all the teams, NFL and NBA just for you. the list all right so back to this article uh, the detroit lions having the seventh best opportunity to grab the number one overall pick according to sean wagner at cbssports.com i, I think is preposterous L- again let me let me let me say this all right the schedule is going to be more difficult this year absolutely it is and you look where the lions open up the season and you say, wow, you know, the Arizona Cardinals will not have the kind of year they had last year. A lot of injuries and a regression for Arizona. I think they're a good football team. That's going to be a tough week one game. Week two to have to go to New York and play the Giants in primetime on Monday night football. Then you're bringing in the Falcons to Ford Field in week three, who who were a Super Bowl team a year ago. Then at Minnesota, Vikings should be better. Lions had their hands full with the Vikings in two games that they won last year. Then Carolina. Then at the. I mean, I don't have to go down the list of the schedule to see. There's not going to be a real easy stretch there. I mean, you may look at the stretch after the Monday Nighter in Green Bay where you go Browns at home, Bears on the road, Vikings at home for Thanksgiving Day and go, hmm, you know, that might be the spot where the Lions make hay. And you hope at the end of the year that they see a bad Bears team at home late, go to a Cincinnati team that, who knows, if the Bengals falter, that could be an ugly situation at Cincinnati uh, late in the year for the Bengals, and then obviously the at Green Bay game in Week 17, which, you know, is never... You want to chalk that up as a loss right now, go right ahead. But to say the Detroit Lions are going to fight for the number one overall pick, I, I don't agree with that. Now, the Lions are off to a rough start when it comes to injuries. Starting off training camp and not having a healthy TJ Lang, not having Taylor Decker for maybe the first couple of months of the season, the Lions left tackle, should hurt them. But I see an improved running game. I see an offensive line that will be a, 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 year, a, um, a year more wiser and a year more experienced, and adding Wagner and Lang, I think will really jumpstart that right side of the offensive line. All right? As far as weapons goes, and you hope a guy like Kenny Galladay steps up, you hope a guy like Eric Ebron has a better year and a more healthy season than he had a year ago. The Lions made the playoffs last year with basically down to, you know, second, third, and fourth string running backs, um, a receiving core that was declining by the end of the year a defensive end that was banged up all year that did not get to the quarterback, Ziggy Anza, like he usually does, a secondary that was missing a ton of guys, including Quandre Diggs and Darius Leigh, who was in and out of the lineup. You know, if the Lions can stay healthy, and, and, and based on what I think Bob Quinn has done as general manager in drafting players over the last couple of years, and now having a little bit more depth with guys like Miles Killebrew and all the all the players that, that Quinn has signed to the defensive line, which I think is a much improved group, especially with Ansa's health. I think this can be a pretty good football team this year. And Matthew Stafford might be playing for a contract because he's in the last year of his deal. And again, I totally get it. All right, the deal's not done yet. Stafford, I think, has something to prove again. Is that last year, while it was a very, very good season for him, kind of cut short at the end, in terms of his abilities based on the finger injury. I think mean, he wants to keep building on that. He's a very good quarterback. And for, you know, Wagner, the uh, Sean Wagner to write, and let me find it again, for him to say Matthew Matthew Stafford, quote, was thought to be an MVP caliber player, but that's simply not true. His value was inflated due to his ability to engineer late-game drives. Um. That's not necessarily not necessarily a sign of a great quarterback. And he said, "Where did he where did he rip on uh, Stafford one more time?" I'm trying to find this line. Uh, after all, there's a reason the Lions are facing so many fourth quarter deficits. They weren't a great team, not an MVP caliber player. You know, Lions are not a great football team. They were a lucky team with a good. Not, oh, yeah, they were they're a lucky team with a good, not great quarterback. All right, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback yet either. Um, But I think he's downplaying the abilities that Stafford has. Also, the line where he says they reside in the tough NFC North, a decline is coming. I see a decline with the Green Bay Packers, who did not replace TJ Lang, who are a little bit thin still defensively. Now, they have Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely, he's a great quarterback. They've got very good receivers, and they continue to add, you know, you know, Allison now is kind of coming into his own. You add him to the mix with Cobb and, and with Nelson. I get that. But to sit here and say, oh, man, you know, the Lions just can't hang with the Green Bay Packers. And, oh, man, the Packers is, are just an elite football team. There's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of guys in Green Bay not happy with the job that Mike McCarthy is doing. There's some people questioning whether Ted Thompson has added enough with this team. As far as Minnesota goes, yes, their run game should be better now that Adrian Peterson's gone. They've added Christian McCaffrey, they've added uh, Latavius Murray, but Sam Bradford's still their quarterback. And oh, by the way, their head coach Mike Zimmer's been out for a while with the eye problem. And yes, Minnesota last year lost two very close games to the Lions. All right, and the Lions got to nine and seven, and the Vikings sent it up at eight and eight, and the Vikings should go back and regress or progress. And and get that defense to where it was at the start of last year when they started off five and zero, but to pick on the Lions and put them in the same class with teams like Cleveland, uh, Buffalo, Jacksonville, and the Bears, I don't agree with that. To say the Lions were lucky last year, you know I listen to Mike Valeni, and you know I love Mike, all right, one of my good friends, all right, I I, I get it. Mike always called, talked about them being lucky. And, yes, they had to come from behind to win a lot of games last year. And, yes, Jim Caldwell is no genius. But I think this is an improved football team. I think this is a football team that will be better up front. I think once Decker gets healthy, if they can just hold off at left tackle, and a Greg Robinson or a Cyrus Quanjo or whoever's playing there can just be average until Decker gets back, what about the rest of the line? You know, they say, oh, a pro football focus didn't like Graham Glasgow. Let, let me tell you, look, I, I thought Glasgow, Swan. you put Glasgow, Swanson, Lang, and Wagner up there, a healthy Abdullah, a healthy Riddick. I think this offense can fly a little bit. I do. Golden Tate's going to be playing for money. He, he's talked about getting a new deal. I think the Lions will get to the quarterback better this year. I think Jared Davis is a monster-upgraded linebacker from the ghost of DeAndre Levy, and... <coughs> Tyre Whitehead having to play middle linebacker. I think this is going to be a better football team. Now, do I, am I definitely going to tell you they're going to go nine and seven, ten and six, get better and win a playoff game? That should be the goal. But to put them in the class with the Cleveland Browns and the Bears and Jacksonville, I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not seeing it. I don't agree with this. Your thoughts on this? At Dairy speaks on Twitter. D E R Y speaks on Twitter, and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page as well. Um, I don't know. I. I you know, his line about good teams would have beaten teams like the Bears, Rams, and Jaguars easily. In four games against those foes, the Lions' point differential was a plus 10. Well, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl trailing, what, 28-3? to three? So are we going to sit here now and go, Oh, the Patriots didn't blast the Falcons like they should have. Point differential? You know, in the NFL, there are plenty of teams that that, that win a lot of close games. The Lions were one of them last year. But can I, can we sit here and talk about... Levy being out, Ansa being out, Slay being out, um, Abdullah and Riddick being gone. Can, can we have that discussion a little bit? I thought the Lions trudged through that rather well. Schedule's going to be more difficult this year. I get it. I get it. And I see it. But to just say, ah, oh, they were just a lucky team. No one's calling them a great team. But I'm not going to say they're a bad team. It's going to be classified as one of the top seven teams um, for a chance at the number one overall pick, that means they're going to be three and thirteen, four and twelve, five and eleven. I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Uh, that wraps things up for the first edition this week of Locked On Lions, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal.